welcome to Original Talks. We are sitting down with big and small business owners across the globe to speak about their entrepreneurial and leadership journey. A podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. On today's episode, Stephanie Stubb is setting a new standard on how to utilize business and social change. Her commitment to sustainability is to lead by example and inspire the veterinary and animal industries to adopt proactive, sustainable practices which cleanse our environment. As founder and CEO at AniPal, she specialises in providing waste plastic materials with a second life as beautiful recycled pet products and now grown to include innovative and sustainable dog treats. But today we're going to speak to her about her industry experience and how it led to her entrepreneurial journey. No, thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for coming and, you know, staying with us or, yeah, uh, and, and, and a pleasure to meet you virtually. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And um, Original Campus sounds fascinating. I, yeah, I would, I'd love to hear a bit more, a bit more about it. Yeah, so we are, you know, all these um, VET courses or like a vocational education training courses in uh, Melbourne or like yep. Victoria. So uh, it's, it's like a business academy or like a uh, school that is based in, in Docklands. So the idea is uh, for us to, to uh, you know, make the, like the dreams from people uh, from all over the world um, actually true. So develop the business uh, of, you know, entrepreneurs like you or, or many others, uh, mainly for the international market rather than the domestic one, say. One of the reasons why we are... Uh, get in touch with people like you or many others is is you know to for the students and people from you know regardless like very open to to understand um you know that although the the reality the circumstances are quite tough we are on a way we're very driven so yeah <laughs> that's fantastic no it's it's yeah it's so important and it's so important to have uh you know, people from overseas actually attempting to learn here and actually make um, make businesses here because it's all fostering that interconnection. And, and both my sisters live overseas, and it's just we we do live in such a globalized world these days that the, the more international um, collaborations we can have, the, the better. You know, it's fantastic. I agree. I agree with you. Um, so tell me. Uh, are you based now, like in uh, obviously Australia, but like where where about? So at the moment, I I work clinically um, occasionally at RSPCA in Victoria, but Annie Powell, I'm working pretty full time on Annie Powell at the moment, and I'm actually back home with at my sis at sorry at my family's farm at the moment because one of my sisters has just come back from Amsterdam and she just had a baby, so. I'm actually here working um, on Annie Powell at, at the family farm, but then I'll go back to Melbourne uh, next week, I think. That's amazing. Right. So you're based in the city, say? Yeah, I am. I'm based yeah. in the city. And, uh, well, first of all, like, congratulations on, on the uh, business. And uh, I've had a browse of your website uh, just a few minutes ago. It looks fantastic. So, yeah. 
Oh, thank you. <laughs> it really thank does. Like a uh, video, the visual content, you know, the uh, the entire sort of um, uh, is it super user friendly? You know, the experience of like you know purchasing the collars and everything is just like fantastic. So well done for you. No way. Oh, thank you. It's um. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's been a journey and, and we're looking to, well, we will be expanding into other products um, shortly in the new year, but um, no, it's been, we're excited to where we've got today, you know, as 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 you, I, you, I can imagine you you know and you'll be able to explain to your students, it, it's a journey, but uh, you've got to, yeah, you've got to enjoy the small wins, that's for sure. Definitely. So tell me, like, uh, sort of, you know, from scratch, how did you, um, uh, how did you get this idea or like, you know, this sort of concept of, you know? Absolutely. So I'm just playing around with the screen here a little bit because um, <laughs> it's not my usual setup, obviously, back here at the farm, but we're making do. Um, so uh, as as I mentioned, I I grew up on um, on a farm here and we have the Myri River, which is Australia's largest river, go through our property and periodically uh, we're on river flats, so periodically uh, some of the land floods when they let water out of the out of the weir, and then when the floods recede, there's normally a huge amount of um, plastic waste and rubbish that's left behind in our paddocks, and so. Each year we need to go out there and obviously collect all of that rubbish um, and try and, and remove it from the environment as soon as we can, obviously for wildlife, but also for our horses and our cattle and, and everything like that. We don't, we don't want them to, ha to have any issues. And then when I graduated as a vet and started working at RSPCA, which is Australia's biggest shelter for uh, dogs that dogs, cats, all sorts of animals that uh, are lost or are surrendered, we we look after them and we try and find them, um, well, we do find them new homes. So uh, when I was working there, we also get a lot of wildlife brought into us and it was, it was quite um, alarming to see the huge number of wildlife that are suffering from that are brought into us that are suffering from consequences of human pollution. So a lot of that normally is is plastic. They have plastic caught around their legs or their beaks or ingested, and that causes compaction and, and um, actually results in starvation because they can't actually absorb nutrients anymore. Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was very shocked seeing that. And once you start getting your head around that and then, you know, I guess my background in seeing the amount of plastic that goes through all of our rivers and streams in Australia uh, really make me think, wow, okay, to be a vet effectively these days and actually help animals like we want to because most of the veterinary profession and the pet community at whole uh, altruistic people that really care about nature and and animals and and to be able to help them effectively requires proactive action as well as reactive action in the clinic. So what we do in the clinic is normally understood as reactive treatment. It take uh, a patient will come in when they're sick and we can treat them uh, symptomatically. But to look after wildlife and animals effectively, we need to to get out there and actually help prevent a lot of these issues from happening. And so 
when I realised that um, so many things that we sell in our vet clinics and in the pet industry at large is actually made from virgin plastic and that we are actually contributing to that plastic footprint, um, it made me realise, look, we, we can just make these products out of recycled plastic and actually reuse some of that plastic rather than it going to landfill and the environment. So that's where it all started. It's amazing that, you know, from a scientific point of view, you know, obviously your background as a vet, um, you you can really go very deep into the um, uh, what what are the causes of, you know, uh, or the reasons why these animals suffering and, you know, there's like actual problems and you can, you can tackle the, the, the issue perfectly well, you know, very, you know, scientific, like, you know, um, so, so that's, that's great. It's not like a beautiful idea of like sustainability and, you know, it's not, it's not like a, you're not debating, you're, it's not vague. It's actually, it's real. It's just like, it's happening right now in, in, you know, under your circumstances and in the farm, you know, with your animals and, uh, that's, that's amazing. As a, as a vet, of course, you, your main profession would be being a, you know, uh, uh, helping animals, um, in the, in your vet place. But, uh, so for, for you, this is like a more like a side hustle is your, is your, is obviously not your main business or your main, um, right. Or, or how, how does it work? Like, yeah, absolutely. So it, I worked full time at RSPCA when I started, when I started Anipal. And um, fortunately, it's got to the point now, which it's it's taken a couple of years, but fortunately, it's got to the point now where I actually spend the majority of my time on Annie Powell and I help out in the vet clinic now when they're really short with vets. And, and at the moment, unfortunately, the vet industry, we do struggle with um, uh, vets staying in the industry because it's 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 a it's hard and it's confronting and it can be exhausting um you know continually uh, seeing this, not the best outcomes for for animals and it can be a bit bit of a it's a bit, bit like human medicine it can be pretty emotionally taxing um so we do lose a lot of vets so I've actually been helping them the um, RSPCA out quite a lot so I'm normally in the clinic one or two days every couple of weeks and then outside of that, I, I work on AniPal full time. So you you started the business uh, two years ago, is that right? Yes, two two years ago. Well, two years ago it launched, um, but it was very much very much a side hustle. So I was still working full time, and it's only in the last six eight months that I've um, managed to. Uh, actually re- reduce my hours at the clinic and build up my hours at Annie Powell. So I was about a year ago, I moved to about three days in the clinic and then the rest of the days on Annie Powell. Um, I try and take one day off a week, but you know, when it's, <laughs> when it's your business, you, you know how it is. Um, uh, but now I'm managing to get that balance a little bit. A little it's bit. all about hard work and dedication. So we completely understand. So how did you actually start it? Okay, so we understand the the sort of issue that you want to solve. Um, but uh, in terms of like literally from from scratch, how did you go like, okay, I'm going to build this brand and I'm going to, you know, do this. And uh, did you, obviously you set up the um, the entire website. Did you do it by yourself? Did you, you know, it was like a, third party how, how was it from the beginning 
Yeah, absolutely. So at the very beginning, um, I I guess I come I come from it from a, a very scientific angle. So for me at the start, it was really trying to understand the supply chain of plastics, where we can source this recycled plastic, how it can be collected from the environment, and then understanding the whole uh, the whole supply chain essentially to, if we can turn it back into collars and leashes and then getting that viable product at the end and seeing if people are interested in supporting that and purchasing it and replacing or when they when their collar um, is chewed up or broken, um, you know, purchasing a recycled version. So that I looked at it from a very scientific perspective, I guess. And um, once I got a viable product, I got a small um, quantity of them, uh, and then I, I pretty much tested the market. The I got the website up and going just before um, ABC, the um, so the media organisation in Australia, ABC did a article on us um, and a radio interview. So I figured, oh gosh, I better really. Uh, Get get a website up and going so people know. Oh, I can actually find out a bit more about what we're doing. Uh, and I did. I used a a friend of a friend to build that website. Um, I did obviously outlay some money at the start um, to get this all up and going, but I, I didn't outlay much because you know, as a grad graduate vet, you don't have you don't have much. Um, yeah, but I, I had enough to. I got a, got the small website done and got the ball rolling. Um, and then recently, I've updated the website, and I did. Um, I was going to look to get help for that, but I actually discovered Wix is really, really quite easy. Um, and yeah, so first I was with Shopify, and then when I wanted to look at updating. Uh, the website and the theme. It was actually it was not as user friendly as, for example, Wix or Squarespace can be for someone who's a bit of a novice in technology like me. Um, so I yeah found it really easy to just kind of uh, update uh, the website with Wix. So then yeah, it was uh, and we launched that just before we launched on a broader scale with Pet Stock, uh, our our new collection. So. So for some people might think that, you know, uh, they might think Wix is a little bit um, too costly or like, a, you know, slightly pricey, um, but it's worth, it's worth trying it, right? Yeah, okay. absolutely. It definitely, it definitely is. So if, if you can, WordPress um, is, if you have more of a technology background or you have a bit more time, WordPress, you can do things a, a lot cheaper, mm -hmm. uh, but um, I'm I'm not a tech whiz, so for me, Wix is is the way to go, and um, uh, yeah, and it's really it's really user friendly. It's funny that you mentioned that at some point you you put your idea out there on social media or like your radio or like you know these magazines, and and uh, and that sort of pushed you to towards like oh gosh, you know, I had to rush, I had to actually you know publish these things, I had to you know. Uh, get the business up and running. So, so uh, sometimes, uh, you know, we, we, we talk about like developing business ideas and blah, blah. But at the end of the day, it's all about like, you know, 
put the idea into work, you know, making it real. And then, and then you will at some point find the, uh, the options and, and how to actually run it at, at some point, you know, while when, once you are under pressure somehow, uh, you, you get the results <laughs> little by little. I couldn't agree more. It's great to have some kind of um, understanding of what's to come, but you're never really going to be prepared and you're never really going to understand. So sometimes, yeah, it's just about launching yourself forward and then knowing, hey, I might be stressed or it's going to be a bit overwhelming, but you will get through it and you'll figure it out and, yeah, you'll get going. It's about risk it or regret it, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, and are you are you currently like uh, working in the local market, like Victoria or like Australia, or like you shipping abroad, or like how internationally, or how how are you doing it? So at the moment, we are very focused on uh, mainly Australia. So we originally we started only distributing through vet clinics. So uh, at the start of this year. We were stocked in about 60 vet clinics around Australia. I really was quite motivated to keep this initiative veterinary focused, but then I, I did realise in order to actually get more impact, I needed to work with pet retailers. And that's when I was introduced to Pet Stock, who is um, obviously one of they're one of Australia's largest. Uh, pet retailers. They have 120 stores around Australia and New Zealand, and they were really excited about our initiative and um, and asked to work in a collaboration. So we're now stocked in in those stores. So at the 120 stores around Australia, which which is lovely, and we work with Pet Stock uh, to. We're actually working with their charity side as well, Pet Stock Assist, where. All the sales they make of Anipal products, all the profit from that goes towards their work with endangered, threatened species and helping uh, families who are in need um, look after their pets. And, yeah, it, it's it's lovely to be working with a large pet retailer like that for social change. So together we're really determined to make Australia global leaders in the pet sustainability space. And um, it's just really lovely to have a partnership with with someone who, well, a group that's that motivated, just like us. So it's that, really- That's amazing. It sounds it sounds ideal, really. And and the way you did it was more like um, sort of hustling, like, or you, um, obviously you, you've got some contacts on, on the uh, vet or scientific world uh that allowed you to to get in touch with with these people and these vet clinics all around australia but like uh with you know different animal pet or like pet store chains uh did you did you actually call them up or do you you just email them like you made a list of like the different ones so how how did you actually do it yeah absolutely so uh, at the start after the abc article and radio interview i actually had quite a few vet clinics reaching out to me to, be, to stock our products. And in order to do that while I was and send those shipments while I was working full-time at RSPCA, I realised I needed to actually work with a distributor. So uh, vet clinics will get all of their goods, so their, their pharmaceuticals, their everything you use in a vet clinic, you know, your syringes, your needles, your, your everything, bandages, um, they'll get that from a distributor. So suppliers will 
send their goods to distributors and then distributors have all of that um the they they send things directly to vet clinics so i was actually put in touch by rspca and a number of other vet clinics to their distributor which is called provet there's two main veterinary distributors in australia provet and lipards and I was put in touch by via vets to Provet, and then I sent them an email, and we arranged a time to catch up. And they similarly realised that hey, the vet clinics that they service, these vets are after sustainable alternatives, and so they realised that, and vets are wanting our product, so. They, they were quite happy to onboard me and then they were the ones who I send them my goods and then they send it on to the, the vet clinics in Australia that are keen to stock, stock AniPal. So it, for me, it's helpful because it means I don't need to be organising all those shipments and the direct contact with the vet clinics. I just need to chat with ProVet and, um, and they will look after those vet clinics for me. That's good. And then with pet stock, um, that was my, so fortunately, pet stock also have vet clinics as well. So again, I got that introduction to the retail side through vets in uh, in the pet stock cha- chain, as well as um, my. I now have a business partner. I onboarded a business partner who was a mentor for me the whole time, um, and. <laughs> He has now come on board as a business partner and uh, he knew someone who knows someone at Petstock, um, the, the CFO. So I was also given an introduction through contacts, which which really helped um, helped a lot. Mm-hmm. That's good. I, I was going to ask if you if you had some sort of a mentorship or like guidance through, through the journey, but like um, it's obviously, you know, at some point in, you have to, right? Like uh, oh. you can't do this alone, especially if the business is growing, right? Absolutely. And fortunately, um, my now business partner, Sam Price, he his background is in manufacturing and manufacturing from lots of different types of materials okay. and also distribution. So he uh, had always been someone, actually one of the first people I spoke to about Annie Powell to get an understanding of the manufacturing um, system, and and really, he started his own business as well in uh, in more of the agricultural space. So he knows a lot about starting businesses, uh, and yeah, he's been there the whole way. And then um, uh, as Adipa was growing, he's come on board to really help with um with some of the direction and the strategy and um, putting in good processes. So that's good. That's good. That's good. <clears throat> and obviously, during the um, over the last say nine months, this year has been very tough for everyone, really. But like, um, for how how have you been handling the uh, the circumstances or the uh, your business uh, on you know on twenty twenty with the pandemic and stuff? Hmm. Yeah, it has been. It's been a wild. It's been a wild year, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- fortunately for Annie Powell, uh, it's. Uh, it, it, we haven't been too affected, which is, which has been nice. Um, our online sales actually grew, grew quite, um, quite a lot over the first lockdown. 
And I think in general, a lot of the pet stores are now realizing that their customers really want sustainable alternatives. And we are actually one of the, well, the main brand in Australia providing that for the pet space. So for us, we were really fortunate that we haven't actually been all that um, affected by, uh, on a business sense, by, by the pandemic. Um, uh, but yeah, socially, and it, it's obviously been um, it's been it's been tough. But uh, we're 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 one of the very lucky ones on the business front that um, we've been okay. Of course, of course. Well, it's good. It's good. It's, it's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, but apart from the pandemic, obviously, like to be an entrepreneur is very tough uh, itself. You know, it's like uh, yeah, it's it's hard. Um, so in these sort of difficult moments, uh, how how do you stay focused on on you know moving forwards um, and and actually make it happen? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, it's it's definitely it's definitely not a, a walk in the park. Uh, you've you've got to be really committed, and at those moments where you're feeling like it's just all too much and you're absolutely exhausted. Uh, I normally will force myself to do exercise, uh, going for a run or going for a swim or going for a walk for me is really important to clear my mind and re-energize myself. And fortunately uh, for me, I've got a park right next to, well, near my house in Melbourne. And so, uh, and I guess coming up here to the farm uh, there's um, surrounded by landscape. So for me, it's about disappearing into landscape and nature, uh, disconnecting and doing some exercise. And then that normally takes me back to why I'm doing this and how uh, the reason that I, I want to be able to create change and, and keep nature connected with all of us and wildlife and it, it keeps me going. So. That that brings me to the uh, to the next question. That is like, what sort of is related? Uh, is that what you enjoy the most about being an entrepreneur, or 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 what's the uh, the downside of it? Like, what do you like the most, and how do you how do you feel being an entrepreneur? Yeah, absolutely. I uh, what I love about being an entrepreneur is the the places it takes you that you would never have expected. So I guess I never would have imagined that I um, help manufacture products and I meet people in totally different industries and learn about totally different things. And you end up creating the most wonderful relationships with people who are from a total different world really than than you are but together you work really collaboratively to deliver something that you believe in and that's really special and seeing other people believe in what you do as well is is the heartwarming the heartwarming things and knowing that it is helping our wildlife and it is helping nature which which is what um really moves me uh but then you've, of course, you do have the really tough side, 
side where it can, it can be really lonely it, uh, when you're doing this by yourself at times. It can feel like you're beating your head against a brick wall at, at times, um, and it it's it can be it can be relentless. But again, when during those periods, if if you force yourself to take time out and just reconnect with the things that you know give you motivation. Uh, it it makes a big difference. Guys, what was the the, the point of like the, the moment? It was like I've got to be an entrepreneur. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I've I've always grown up being trialing different things and and being a bit of a a scientist experimenting on the farm and experimenting with things. So I've always had that really curious. Um, personality, but the moment that I actually um, I, I went horse riding with my family over in Africa, we were fortunate to go and do a, um, a horse riding safari through uh, Masai Mara in Kenya, and there. Um, plastic having plastic bags or really a lot of different plastic products is banned. Uh, oh. Because uh, it's the Masai Mara and the parks are so important to them, and also in order to look after them so they can have a tourist industry, a viable tourist industry. Um, and then just being out in that absolute wilderness where there just was no pollution and there was just, it was pristine. And then coming back to Australia and and seeing our landscape and what is happening there, and I remember doing quite a bit of reading about the plastics in our oceans surrounding Australia and our wildlife being affected, um, that I remember just having a moment right there and then I was actually putting my leash on my dog and I realised that my dog's leash was made from virgin plastic and I just vividly remember like, oh, my gosh, this is a disaster. We need to, ch- we need to change this. And I, um, and I remember actually stopping and the, my poor dog was so excited to go for a walk and I was like, I'm sorry, I need to just go and do some research right now and figure out the supply chain. Um, so yeah, that was the moment where it really just was like, okay, this is happening. I'm doing it, and yeah, that was That's the amazing. It's amazing how these small little encounters or like things that you know, it might be a very small moment, and then you go and realize I need to do something about it, and then and then and then you do like all this amazing and very hard work sometimes uh, to to make it happen. So. Well, Lauren, it's, it's amazing. Um, and and what do you think? Like, to become an entrepreneur, you have to. There are certain certain skills that you need to acquire. Uh, maybe not talents, but like things that you have to do. You know, in in life. What do you think are those that you know uh, the, the most important for for starting a um, a business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I think, and you definitely hone skills on the journey. But uh, definitely keeping an open mind, keeping an open mind and listening carefully to what people say and people um, suggest to you. So, for example, 
uh, I don't think I would have got as far as I did at the start with getting manufacturers on board and interested in explaining the whole supply chain to me and helping me with my little experiment if I hadn't have been or made sure I was um, really interested in what they were doing and really grateful for their time in sharing knowledge with me and helping me. I, th- I think having that um, a- an approach where you're really thankful for people helping you on the journey is really important because the more you can be really grateful with people being generous with their time at the start, the more progress you make and then the more progress you make, the more motivated you are and it turns into a bit of a, a positive cycle. So I think, yeah. I think listening and being really grateful um, for people's help is, is really important. Uh, obvious, uh, obviously, I think um, remembering your root cause of why you're doing it because there is going to be hard times and really just going back and remembering why and sometimes just telling yourself why. Like each day, Sometimes you just need to be like, right, I'm doing this because X, Y, Z. And the more you tell yourself something, the more you start believing it. And but that's that's amazing what you're saying. Just like like beautiful, really, because you know you're talking about adaptability. You're talking about like listening. Uh, you know, being grateful and uh, you know understanding the why. Like, why are you doing it? So you know, those four um, you know steps or, or like you know. Key, they are really, really the key uh, to to understand perfectly well this path that sometimes is very is very tough, you know. Um, yeah, so it's, it's just wonderful. And what what are some of the um, sort of mistakes you you wish you could have avoided? Like, are, are there certain parts or, or moments that you were like, gosh, you know? Obviously, it's all about learning by doing. But uh, uh, what have you learned over the past, say? 24 uh, months? Uh, I think definitely, especially when I was working full-time in the vet clinic and trying to do this on on the side, I was sometimes like a um, a hamster on a wheel where, and I I wasn't really seeing the, the forest from the trees and I wasn't necessarily focusing on the right, the right things because I was just, I think I was too busy and I was unable to take a step back. Um, So I think really trying to at least give yourself one day where you do not think about work um, in any way, shape or form, or you try not to, and you really do spend time with your friends and your family. It's actually really important because it and I'm only really grasping the, it at the moment. <laughs> at the moment, it's taken me 24 months um, uh, because okay. you end up the the more you think about something, you end up sometimes not being able to focus on the big things, and then you aren't progressing on the big things. So if you actually force yourself to take time out you end up being able to make more progress on and be able to have a clearer perspective. 
So I definitely got caught caught up in things, and I've definitely sacrificed friends and family, and and uh, and spending time with those um, that is really important on the journey. And um, I'm yeah, you, you do realize at one point, oh hey, this is not sustainable. I need to um, <laughs> just take check. Absolutely, the uh, inability of so many people to take a step mm, backwards, or like you know, a step you know in order to make five steps uh, forwards, it's just like uh, astonishing. And then sometimes we just need to do that. And we need to celebrate our victories and, uh, you know, we we have to stay humble in defeat as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what, what do you think is the, right now, um, sort of the most excited about uh, your work at the moment? Like, do you have any new ideas? Any, uh, were, how do you see any ball in, in like, say, three, four, five years time? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, really, we're actually really excited. So, we are we're working with Petstock on a few other a few other initiatives, but a, a product we will be launching soon. I've actually got some here because my dog always comes in and I feed him. But we're working with Australia's um, Australia's only sustainable commercial seaweed um, uh, seaweed uh, grower. Uh, to make uh, seaweed-based dog treats, which okay. is exciting. So obviously seaweed seaweed is a uh, – essentially we're trying to help the pet industry and the treats industry and food industry be more sustainable. So at the moment it uses a lot of red meat in product and that's, that, that's red meat that really should be, um, uh, you know, not enough humans in the world are getting, are getting enough red meat. So dogs actually – um, and cats don't, cats more so need a protein supply, but dogs can get their protein from a variety of different sources. And seaweed is actually a great source of protein for them. And it's actually a carbon sink. So it, through like trees, it's a, it's a photo, they use photosynthesis. So they absorb carbon, release oxygen. So, um, and it's actually a hypoallergenic protein for dogs. So we're making seaweed dog treats um, with uh, a seaweed supplier here in Australia, which is really exciting. They're going to be really healthy and um, obviously carbon positive, which is great. And then we're also making insect dog treats because obviously um, to grow insects is a fraction of the greenhouse gases then to grow red meat um, and really healthy for dogs full of omegas. So um, we're really excited to be launching them soon as well, and we'll be working with Petstock Pet Stock for that. Um, and uh, we're also exploring uh, helping the shampoo space for dogs to be more sustainable and using shampoo bars rather than, um, than, than the bottles. So really just products to help make the pet industry uh, a lot more sustainable. sustainable. Yeah, that's incredible. That's good. That's good. It was one of the points that I was going to mention, you know, original campus is all about like being original and uh, having a business that is different and uh, sort of uh, bringing the unique value proposition out there and, uh, you know, making sure that it's not conventional, you know. And uh, in our view, your uh, business is definitely very original and, uh, you know, uh, there is a need in the market and, uh, and, and you're doing fantastically well. So, I, uh, you know, it's just, it's just incredible that you're doing this. So, um, yeah. I, I can only um, ask you sort of our last question to sort of wrap up. But uh, 
Um, if you had one piece of advice to so someone just starting, you know, their own path as an entrepreneur, uh, yeah. what do you think would be like? What's your what's your piece of advice? My my piece of advice would be find a cause you're passionate about, or um, you normally need to align that with something that's um, sustainable financially as well. But if if you can align that, um, align it if you're passionate about a social cause or an environmental cause. Align it with something where it can be sustainable financially and that will really help you drive drive forward because you're doing it for a lot larger of an issue there and reason than yourself and that can really help you maintain momentum. So really find something that moves you and tie it to a business idea. Uh, and then also... Something that I don't do as often as I should is literally tell yourself out loud why you're doing it. You might sound stupid, um, but who cares? Uh, but the more you actually say it out loud and just once a day, um, even when you really don't feel like it, even when you just feel like the whole idea is ridiculous, it doesn't matter. Just tell yourself and try and believe in it. Because the more you do that, the more you will actually start believing it. It's um, it's just it's our human brain and visualizing of where you want to be and who you want to be. Because the more you can get your head around that, the more you will start adopting those practices. Thank you so much, Steph, for for being with us. I thank you very much, and um, yeah, no, well done. You're doing an amazing thing. Definitely. All the best, Steph, and uh, see you later. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>